Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. So this is new. Um, This is my first time ever doing something like this, which is really exciting. Um, I felt a pull recently from God to spread his word and his message. And during, especially during these hard times, um, this is what instantly came to mind though, when I had that feeling, that pull uh, towards sharing his message because it's not like we can have big church ceremonies and we can't do cell groups or, uh, Bible studies in person together, but, uh, we can do stuff like this and I can share with you guys, uh, verses of the day and we can do Bible studies through our podcasts. And I just wanted to, uh, reach out and make sure that everyone's doing okay. And, uh, I always um, love talking about God with people, so I hope that in the future many more people will decide to hop on this podcast with me and share their views and what's going on in the world right now and, you know, just spread the love of Jesus and uh, be a uh, a friend to all. So uh, we'll start this podcast off with a um, prayer and then we'll get right into it. God, you are a refuge and strength, a very pleasant help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. In this time of wars and rumors of wars, and threats of wars, we place our trust in you, O God. And we pray for peace, for peace in the world and for peace in the hearts of your people. In this time of violence and terror and political upheaval, we cling to you for courage and hope, O God. And we pray for compassion, for compassion for our friends and compassion for our enemies. In this time of fires and floods and one natural disaster after another, we look to you for help and strength, O God. And we pray for healing, for the healing of the earth and the healing of your people. Give wisdom to those who govern the nations of the world and guide them to work for peace with justice for all. Give courage to those who are working to help others in need and ensure that they have all the resources that they require. Give comfort to those whose hearts, lives, and communities are broken, and sustain them with your love until they can see hope for the future once again. We pray for people around the world, especially those in Australia and Iran, Yemen and Venezuela, Hong Kong and Lebanon, Syria, the United States, and Canada. We pray for every place where your children are at war, in danger, in hunger, or in grief. We pray for those who are seeking you or doubting your presence. With this psalmist, we remember and trust that you make wars cease to the end of the earth. You break the bow and shatter the spear. You burn the shields with fire. 
You say to us, be still and know that I am God. And so we pray, still our hearts, O God, and calm our fears. Use our prayers and our lives, our gifts and our acts of service to touch this hurting world with your love and healing. O God, you are our refuge and strength, a very pleasant help in trouble. Amen. Okay, so um, I'm not sure what you guys use for Bible study, if you use your physical Bible, or if you like to do it all online through your phone, or maybe it's a tablet, or even your desktop, like a laptop or a computer. Um, But for me personally, I like using my Bible app, but I also like referencing my physical Bible. Um, I usually read uh, King James Version or I do uh, New King James. Um, One app that I highly, highly suggest, uh, there are a lot of apps out there, but one app that I love the absolute most is the Holy Bible app by YouVersion. Um, It's my absolute favorite. I think that it's just very user-friendly, and um, I do prefer it for the the, um, plans that you can do on there like the bible study plans and today we're actually going to be reading through one of those um so it's actually called the five day reading plan from louis uh giglio i think or giglio giglio i think um i think that's the proper way to say it but it's called uh the air i breathe it's a worship as a way of life so basically talking about how we worship God, um, figuring out what we're worshiping in our lives right now, because you might think that you are worshiping the one true living God, but maybe you're actually worshiping something else. And it's really cool to look at and figure out, is your true attention and focus and worship going towards God? Or is it going towards something else? Is your affection and your energy going towards something else? So... Today we are going to be reading through some of that. So I have read a few, I whenever I start these plans on the Bible app, I always read a few days uh, ahead. And this is only a five day plan, so it's not that much. But I'm also doing another plan called the Bible Project. It's Advent Reflections right now, and it's for the Christmas season. Um, and I've already read two days ahead, just because I love reading it so much. So, um... Yeah, so I'm already on track, uh, like being a day ahead um, on this new plan that I've started, uh, like I said, called The Air I Breathe. And you guys can go get it on um, version right now, which is really cool that you guys can be listening to the podcast and we can go through these plans together. I love that. Um, or you can even add me on version, and then we can do plans together, which is another thing that I love. Um, I have a few people on version, and it's super fun doing plans with, like, friends or family. Anyway, so we'll get right into it. Um, so there's always, with these plans, usually always there's a devotional, and then it goes into the verses, and it asks you to do a study on that devotional. Um, so we're just going to get started on day one. I've already read this, but um, we are going to go through it again, because there's no harm in that. 
So the devotional for day one, which would be November 29th, um, is you are a worshiper. You are my friend, a worshiper. There, I said it. Every day, all day long, everywhere you go, you worship. It's what you do. It's who you are. I don't know whether or not you consider yourself a worshiping kind of person, but you cannot help but worship something. It's what you were made to do. Worship is a response to what we value most. Worship is about saying this person, this thing, this experience is what matters most to me. It's the thing I put first in my life. That thing might be a relationship, a dream, friends, status, stuff, a name, some kind of pleasure, whatever name you put on it. This thing or person is what you've concluded in your heart is worth most to you. And whatever is worth most to you is what you worship. Some of us attend the church on the corner, professing to worship the loving, sorry, professing, professing to worship the living God above all. Others who rarely step inside the church doors would say, worship isn't a part of their lives because they aren't religious. But everybody has an altar, and every altar has a throne. So how do you know where and what you worship? It's easy. You simply follow the trail of your time, your affection, your energy, your money, and your loyalty. At the end of that trail, you will find a throne. And whatever or whomever is on that throne is what's of highest value to you. On that throne is what you worship. Sure, not many of us walk around saying, I worship my stuff. Or, I worship my Xbox. Maybe, I worship my job. I worship this pleasure. I worship her. I worship my body. I worship me. But the trail never lies. We may say we value this thing or that thing more than the other, but the volume of our actions speak louder than our words. And in the end, our worship is more about what we do than what we say. Worship is the activity of the human soul. So not only do all people worship, but they worship all the time. Worship isn't just a Sunday thing. It's an all-the-time thing. If a stranger looked over your actions and words from the last 24 hours, what might he or she conclude that you worship? Now we're going to go into 1 Corinthians 8. And again, I'm reading from the uh, NKJV Bible today, version. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet... For us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the KJV version and read that again. For thou there be that there are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many, and lords many, but to us there is one there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. I just like comparing the two sometimes. So that was day one. So I would just reflect on that for a little bit. 
here and go into go into you know the past and look at really look at your uh affection and your energy and your loyalty and maybe what you're spending your money on and all that stuff and at the end of that trail you will find a throne and whatever is on that throne is what is is what is highest value to you and on that throne is what you worship so it's a good way to to figure out um your your energy and your time and your efforts and what is it going to what it, where's your true focus on because you might say and think that it's on god and only god but what is it actually on it's a good thing to look at look at these things for yourself and see see those things for yourself So now we're going to get into day two here, which would be November 30th. Um, and we're just going to hop right into the devotional. This devotional is why worship. So it's talking about why we worship. So right now, all around you, people of all shapes and sizes, people of every age and purpose are worshiping continually making decisions on where they'll direct their attention and affection based on what they value most. Some forms of worship are found outside the walls of the church and have no reference to the God of all creation. All you have to do is drop in on a concert at the local arena or go to a sporting event at a nearby stadium to see amazing worship. People are going for it, lifting their hands, shouting like crazy, standing in awe, declaring their allegiance. Interestingly, though, these venues are filled with the same forms of worship mentioned in the pages of God's word. The same expressions of worship that God desires and deserves. The compelling question for me is why? Why do we crave something to worship? Why are we so insatiably drawn from idol to idol desperately in need of something to champion something to exalt something to adore how do we know for sure that some things are more important than others more worthy of worship how do we even know the value the beauty and the worth exist i think it's because we were designed that way we were made for god And the Bible says it this way. All things were made by him and all things were made for him. You have been created by God. And if that wasn't enough, you've also been created for him. As a result, there is an internal homing device riveted deep within your soul that perpetually longs for your maker. An internal Godward magnet pulling your being toward him. Stamped in God's image, we know that there's something we attach to, something we fit with, some, someone we belong to, somewhere we call home. That's why we come from the womb, equipped for connectivity with God, pre-wired to praise, and that's why from the youngest age, we begin to worship. We arrive in this world as objects of divine affection miraculous receptors designed to bring him pleasure if only everyone could know we've been created by and for god if only we could all comprehend that we are precious to him 
housing mirrored souls designed to reflect his glory. Describe a time in your life when you notice God's magnet drawing you toward him. Now, do you remember how in the beginning I was talking about how um, I had felt a pulling toward doing something like this and uh, I felt very close to God um, that this was something that I was meant to do? Well, there's a time that I can think of. And if we're going even deeper, when we were in the midst of the coronavirus breakout um i mean we still are but when it first hit um around the months of like march and may i remember or sorry march and april i remember um being in lockdown for a while there with my family my loved ones and i remember being very very drawn towards god just my spirit was longing to learn more and more and more about him and i was craving it i was absolutely craving it every day i would wake up before i would eat i would do my praise and i would sometimes sing songs to him i would want to do my bible study i would want to learn new things i was watching all these videos and you know, I was I was definitely putting a lot of my time and energy. It was just all the time I wanted more. And I had really, really, really drawn close to him. And it was in such a difficult time too. There was so much uncertainty and I just felt so safe with him by my side. And I still do. I still feel safe. I know that he's got this under control. And I really do feel like he has told me that from the beginning there that basically hey don't worry don't worry don't you worry a little bit because I've got this and you you know that you should know that that I am God and everything is gonna be okay and it was just an amazing feeling so it's just nice to look back on moments like that and I encourage you guys to do the same if there's ever been a time where you feel God has pulled you toward him and uh, kind of wrapped his arms around you, or maybe you've seen it happen to someone else, like a loved one, or maybe a friend, or maybe your spouse. It's just, it's an absolutely amazing thing to watch and to see. Um, and it really, really rings true to a situation that I just talked that situation that I just talked about and it just proves how abundant God's love for us is and that he's always there even when maybe we don't feel him the most So now we're going to get into the verse here for um, why worship. So it's Colossians and it's uh, 1, Colossians 1, 16. Um, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. 
just amazing to to see that everything was created um, by him and for him we were we were literally made to worship god it's absolutely amazing so let's get into uh our third day of bible study here um we're just ringing through this which is fun i love doing these uh, like i said these reading plans it's super fun and it'll get more fun when people join in and stuff so we'll get into this devotional here now God who wants to be known. In the New Testament book of Acts, a historical overview of the early Christian church, we find the main character Paul entering Athens to proclaim the gospel. Right in the middle of the intellectual center of the known world, Paul found a multitude of idols to gods of every name and description. But the inscription on one altar seized his heart. It read, To an unknown God. Even with all of their idols, these intellectual giants wanted to cover their bases, making sure all deities were happy in the event that there was something or someone more. When Paul spoke to the people of Athens, he didn't take long to get to the point. I see that you are religious in every respect, he began. For passing through your objects of worship, I also found an altar with the inscription to an unknown god. What you worship in ignorance, I proclaim to you. See Acts 17, 15 to 34. Just as they were at the time of Paul, people everywhere are still searching. Still wondering if there's a God they can know. And if there is, God is always seeking you. Every sunset, every blue sky, every ocean wave, he blankets each new day with the invitation that I am here. It's a revelation that is accessible to all, yet painted skies and a spinning earth aren't enough to tell his story. God's face couldn't, clear, couldn't be clearly known until his son appeared, and God on the ultimate search appearing in human flesh, to us ready or not, Jesus came, to us worthy or not, he appeared, accepting or not, we found his footprints in Palestinian soil. God wants you to know him. Searching for him isn't like looking for a needle in a theological haystack. He isn't hiding. He isn't some mysterious force or philosophical construct that you can't quite grasp or obtain. In fact, the opposite is true. His son appeared to us in bodily form. Jesus walked this earth in plain sight so that anyone seeking God could find their way to him. God wants you to know that you're the object of his affection, created in his image, made by and for him. He wants you to know that the unknown God has a name. He wants you to know that the incredible desire for worship rooted deep inside of your heart was crafted for him. In what ways today do you see God seeking you? And then we go into the Bible verse, Romans 1 and KJV again. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And that's day three. 
I love that devotional a lot. I think that it's absolutely beautiful that um, the part where God is always seeking you, every sunset, every blue sky, every ocean wave, that he's literally blanketing each new day with the invitation that he is there and that it's a revelation and it's accessible to all of us. But painted skies and a spinning earth aren't enough to tell his story. God's face couldn't be clearly known until his son appeared. And God, on the ultimate search, appeared in human flesh. To us, whether we were ready or not, Jesus did come. To us, whether we were worthy or not, he appeared. And accepting or not, we found his footprints in the soil. God clearly wants you to know him. It's absolutely amazing. So we'll get right into our day four or five here, the devotional, the worship circle. Worship is a personal thing, but it's also something we do together. In other words, our responses of worship to God are both personal and corporate, and each kind of response is intertwined with the other. Through Christ, we've been reconnected to God, and in him we are linked to each other. Each one of us plays a unique role. And I'm not talking about your organized religion, but the organism called the church. If you are a believer in God, he has made you a part of his body, his people. A part of your worship is to make a connection with other believers around you. Hence what I am doing right here. The primary purpose of the church, the people of God, is worship. At its core, the church exists to glorify God, and without your life and voice, the body's expression is incomplete. But even in the corporate setting, worship doesn't begin with a group activity, it begins with our individual responses to what God has revealed to us about himself. Those responses don't just happen once a week, they happen day by day. We aren't designed to operate on a weekly worship cycle, but on a moment-by-moment connection of personal worship that's just as much a part of our lives as the air we breathe. And as we come together with other believers in worship, we bring that same sense of focus we've had in our daily journey. We bring that same determined devotion. Most of my life, I thought that when you went to church to worship, I thought that you went to church to worship, but now I see that the better approach is to go to worship, is to go worshiping to church. That would happen if we came worshiping to church, filled with an awareness of his presence before we even reached the door. Well, for one, the lead worshiper's job would be a lot easier, and the intensity of our collective offering would be full on. Can you see it? All of our personal streams of worship flowing into one surging river, one mighty anthem, a beautiful mosaic, telling an even greater story of who God is and what he's done. People leave a gathering like that, inspired to seek him as never before. And they came back, bringing worship with them, starting the cycle all over again. The worship circle is complete unbroken why would god design worship to be both personal and corporate how does one strengthen the other so there's a pot to thought to ponder for a 
for a little there. And then we go into Psalm 122, again, NKJV, a song of ascents of David. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord, which would be the church. Now we go into our last day here, day five, our devotional, which is called the greatest treasure. Worship doesn't begin with us. Worship begins and ends with God. And God is worthy of all of his praise from all people for all time. God is the center of everything that exists. Above all, the little gods of earth. He alone is the creator, the sustainer, the originator, the life giver, the beauty maker. That's why every glimpse into God's presence throughout the pages of his word affirms that God dwells in endless praise. Notice the angel host of revelation never ceasing to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Revelation 4.8 Day and night they proclaim him essential in all creation without pause they are constantly affirming his infinite worth the same is true of the sky surrounding us as the psalmist writes the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the work of his hands psalm 19 1 why because that's what the starry hosts were created to do Day after day, they echo back to God and shout at the top of their lungs to anyone else who's paying attention that he is huge, all-powerful, glorious, limitless. They are affirming that the one who imagined their shapes and sizes is beyond their wildest imagination. And you know what's really wild? This massive God, who has never known any shortage of worship, wants to be worshipped by you right now. It's not that he needs any more worship to be worthy. No, God can't be more worthy than he already is and always has been. And it's not that God needs our worship, but that he wants it. He wants it because he deserves it. And he commands it because to do so is the most loving thing he can possibly do. God knows who he is. He knows what he's worth, and he knows that the best thing he can give us is himself. So in calling us to prize him above all else, God is both gaining the praise that is rightfully his alone and causing us to gain the greatest treasure we will ever come to know. God is not an ecotologist seeking more than he deserves from us. Rather, he is God, choosing in worship to reward us with himself. How does God call to worship him? Reflect his love for you. And if you enjoyed this five-day devotional from Louis Giglio, sorry, I'm going to mess up that name, I think, from now on. Uh, be sure to check out Louis's book. It's The Air I Breathe, Worship as a Way of Life. Um, you can also, on your Bible app, enter to win a copy of The Air I Breathe. 
if you go to this devotional on your last day, your fifth day, you, you'll see at the bottom there that there is a link that you can click to enter to win a copy of that book. Um, we are just going to go into our last verse here, Psalm 19 and KJV, the perfect revelation of the Lord. To the chief musician, a Psalm of David, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament, firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right. Rejoicing in the heart, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yeah, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his heirs? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent in great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Absolutely beautiful um, five-day study there. Uh, I definitely suggest you guys checking this one out. Again, it's on the Bible Uversion app. Um, it's a great read. Uh, another few that I suggest is uh, Happy You, Happy Life, um, which is by Dendra, or sorry, Drendra Kesey. And then there's also a five-day study on spiritual growth. Um, that's a big one, the five-day study on spiritual growth. So I definitely suggest um, a few of those for you. If you're looking for something more geared towards uh, your situation right now, I would definitely check out your own Bible app and you can fiddle around with it and do some searching and stuff on there. Um, and they also have a section uh, under the search tab. You can say like click on what you're feeling. So it says, what does the Bible say about, and you can go love, peace, faith, healing, marriage, resurrection, fear, strength, hope, anxiety, forgiveness, joy, children, trust, prayer, grace, wisdom, worry, anger, Holy Spirit. Um, and then you also have a, how are you feeling? And there's a happy, a mad, a sad, and it kind of looks like a worried sign or maybe a little freaked out. Um, so those are some good suggestions uh, for you. Um, and 
yeah i think that's about it uh our last segment is just going to be me uh sharing the verse of the day um i definitely suggest you guys like i said download the uh bible the holy bible app by you version it's the best one i think that they have out there um there's also a thing going on right now where you can donate to the martyrs uh donation and you can give some money there anything helps even a dollar fifty cents whatever you can bring is your offering to the table that's absolutely amazing um and of course if jesus pushes you to give that to that cause then that's through him and your own personal relationship through god um but anything helps so i definitely suggest doing that there are christians being persecuted and murdered all over the world right now it is absolutely sad to see but um jesus is our avenger and he will avenge their blood um so we shall not worry about that. Uh, we say our prayers. We do our praise. We give as much as we can. And we support as much as we can. And uh, Jesus will take care of the rest. Um, we are just his messengers. So, um, yeah. Moreover, let's get into the verse of the day. And uh, then I will have you guys on your way. We all need to be rescued from something, and today you will find that it is God who does the rescuing for us. The verse of the day is, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. That's Colossians 1.13. Our Heavenly Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. God, I just want to thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. I pray for these words to be written on my heart and to echo in my mind and everyone else's that has listened to this podcast today, Lord. For the rest of the day, or well, they sleep or I sleep or whatever they find themselves venturing off into. Thank you for leading me into truth, Father God. I ask that you bring these words into my remembrance when I need them most so that I can walk the way that Jesus walked. And teach me to obey these words so that I honor your sacrifice and walk in a way that people will still want what I found in you. Show me where I need to specifically change so that I look more like Jesus, Father God. I will keep talking to you throughout the rest of my day. I ask that you put a banner of love over the worldwide church and do multiple healing around the world, Father God, for there are wars and fires and diseases. There's famine across the land, Father God, and I ask that you do your healing. I pray for all those who are not able to find your word, Father God, that aren't able to bask in your love. 
through your word. I ask that you make it more accessible, Father God, and you allow people to give donations so that the Bible can be translated into multiple different languages, Father God. I ask that you continue to do amazing things across the land. I want to thank you for always being there for us and everyone around us, all of our families and friends, and for keeping us safe and healthy throughout this year. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to reflect on your word and to learn today. In Jesus' precious and almighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, guys, so that concludes our first ever podcast with me. Um, I'm very happy that we were able to do that. That was awesome. I really hope that you guys liked the Bible study that we did today. Um, I surely enjoyed it. I learned a lot about worship and hope and loving our Father God and truly putting all of our affection and energy and focus on Him. Um, If you guys ever do want to join me on this podcast, uh, feel free. There are a few suggestions that I want to make for you guys right now. Um, There is a plan called How to Study the Bible. So if you were just getting into studying the Bible, I definitely suggest um, going into that first. It's a five-day Bible study, and it teaches you how to study the actual Bible. So there's devotionals, and then it goes into scripture. Um, It's a really, really good one, so I definitely suggest uh, reading that one. Um, There's another uh, plan that I would suggest, like the one that I was mentioning. It's called Advent Reflections. Um, It's a great one to do throughout the Christmas season. I'm a few days ahead right now, but it's a really good one. It ends on December 26th, so it takes you all the way through the month of uh, December and the Christmas season, which is uh, amazing. I've loved it so far. Um, That's talking about God's hope for us. That's what I found so far throughout the uh, study. There's also another one. Um, If you guys are looking for a challenge, I definitely suggest uh, reading the Bible um, in a year. It's the entire Bible in a year um, challenge, and it's uh, on the YouVersion app. Um, So every day you read a few sections of the Bible, and it, it switches things up for you. So it's not always the same exact thing so every day for 365 days you read a little bit and by the end of it you've read the entire bible which is amazing um and then my last suggestion which it doesn't start it's not open yet uh but there is a christmas challenge going on on the uh bible app right now um it starts tomorrow so you get to uh you get to do this uh, Christmas challenge throughout this Christmas season for 2020. Um, and if you complete at least one Christmas or Advent plan in December, you earn a badge. Um, like I said, the uh, version Bible app is an amazing um, app. It gives you a bunch of resources. Um, and there's an amazing uh, atmosphere on this app. There's a lot of great people on here. Um, I definitely suggest uh, one more thing here. Um, If you guys struggle with anxiety, 
I know coming from my situation, I do. Um, there is a uh, plan that I've that I have uh, completed already, but it's called putting an X through anxiety. It's a seven day journey toward freedom, and that is by the same author that um, we were just reading. That's the one, Louis uh, J- <laughs> Jigolo- Jig- Giglio. I'm going to have a really hard time saying that name from now on. Um, But yeah, he's a very good writer, so I definitely suggest checking him out. Um, And that is all I have right now. If you guys are in the Christmas uh, spirit, there is a section on um, the Bible app. And it's called Prepare Your Heart for the Season. There is Jesus is Born. It's a video devotional, which I have come to like over the years. Uh, Jesus, the creator, carpenter, gardener, and king. There's also one called Advent Readings and Prayers. It's There's another one called The Gift, which is another Advent Bible plan. It's never too late. And then that one is Make the Next Act of Your Life. Um, Waiting Here for You. Um, that's again by Louis Giglio. I got it right that time on the first time. Um, there's just one called Advent 2020, and that is Our Present Hope. Um, Prosperers of Advent, a daily Christian, sorry, a daily Christmas devotional, and then there's the Weary World Rejoices um, devotional. Um, if you're looking for something for kids, there is one for Seven Days of the Christmas Story. Uh, I haven't checked that one out, but if you do, let me know how it is. Um, and then there's Anxious for Nothing that I definitely che- uh, suggest checking out. So yeah, there's a lot of... Um, really good uh, plans on here. As the Christmas season uh, begins, I'm going to start um, going on here and getting more into these and uh, reading them with you guys. I thoroughly enjoy doing this kind of stuff, so I hope that if I'm able to make at least one person's day better, then I've showed them the love of Jesus, and that's all I want to do. So, anyways, thank you again for joining uh, this um podcast. This one's going to be a little bit more choppy and uh, quite long than probably they're going to be as I get more common and used to this stuff. Um, But for now, uh, we'll just leave it like this. Um, And uh, yeah, I hope you all have a blessed and uh, hopeful day ahead of you. And um, I hope that I was able to make that, if you aren't, make that day a little bit more brighter. Um, In Jesus' precious and almighty name, I bless all of you and uh, I hope that you have a prosperous day and week. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you guys next week. Bye.